Passion and Palm Sunday. It's the day that begins what we call Holy Week in the life of the church, and it's a day of contrast. First of all, today is Palm Sunday. So it's a day that we remember glad acclamations and shouts of praise and welcome and greeting to Jesus as he triumphantly entered the city of Jerusalem. They were welcoming who they perceived to be their new king. But it's also a day of contrast because we call it Passion Sunday. So it's a time in which we begin Holy Week and we remember the events of the last week of Jesus' life. We remember the interactions with his disciples and with the other people Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We remember that last supper that he shared with his disciples. It was the Passover meal that all good Jews would have remembered and celebrated. And then we remember after that last supper, that Passover meal, we remember in Holy Week that Jesus was betrayed by Judas. And then he was arrested. And then he was put on trial. He was beaten and scourged and ultimately led out of the city gates and taken where he was nailed to the cross. And there on Good Friday, Jesus died. So it's a day of contrast. It's Palm Sunday. It's a day of celebration. Jesus is the king, but it's also a day of passion to remember what happened to Jesus as he journeyed to the cross for you and for me. So you know to go from the lesser joy of today to the greater joy of next Sunday, Easter, without going by way of suffering and pain and the cross, is to impoverish what our understanding of the cross and Easter is all about. You know, there can't be any triumph and any crown of Easter unless we first go by way of suffering and pain and the cross. Passion, palm. the word of the Lord from the Gospel of Luke. And when he had said these things, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he drew near to Bethphage and Bethany, the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village in front of you, where on entertaining, where on entering, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? You shall say this, the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went away and found it just as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owners said to them, why are you untying the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus. And throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. As he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, 
Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed, peace in heaven and glory to the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to them, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very rocks would cry out. May God add his blessing to the hearing of his holy word. you this is just a no-brainer we're supposed to go into town find the donkey and the colt get her and take her back to jesus and then we'll do whatever we need I, to do i just don't understand why jesus has asked us to commit a crime i mean we're supposed to steal a donkey no 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 no. not steal borrow casually stroll up untie the donkey and say exactly what he told us to say the lord has need of it he will return it shortly uh, what does that even mean the lord has need of it it is self-explanatory. Why are you being so, so... So me? Yes. I mean, everybody knows I'm the rule follower in the bunch. Why didn't he send Peter? I'm asking myself that same question. Uh, this is right up his alley. Still a donkey, cause an uprising. I mean, that's him. Well, then, what is the reason they changed the pins on the bank? I don't want to go to jail. You know how I feel about one-ply toilet paper. <laughs> Would you keep your voice down? What are you so worried about? Can't, um, what am I worried about? Yes, what are you worried about? He asked what I'm worried about. A crack, crack, cracked rib, a busted lip, the type of name-calling that can lead to serious therapy down the road. Stop it. Just stop it. Stop whining. Stop talking. Just Stop everything. Well, I mean, not to be judgy here, but seems there might be a law. You have trust issues. Serious trust issues. Do you know how many germs there are in the jail cell? Oh, my. Look, I don't know why Jesus wants the donkey. I don't know why people are lining the streets, why they're waving palm branches. Don't you think you can just trust him to work out this donkey situation? Wait a minute. Right, see, look. What do you mean I have trust issues? Okay, fine. We'll just put the focus all on you. We have seen Jesus make a blind man see, cure people of leprosy. He made the dead to rise again. The dead. I can't even raise you out of a nap. Why don't you trust what God can do? That kind of trust, well, it's hard to imagine. So why don't you trust God to work it out? Let's do this. All right. I'm ready. We've got this. All right. Uh, you go first. Okay. Baby steps. Let's go. I just kind of slip a Benjamin. No. A 20 spot. No. A thank you card. Stop it. Okay. Oh, 
Come on.
Oh, sure, people are still talking about Jesus raising my brother from the dead. And don't get me wrong, I'm elated to have him back. An astonishing miracle, yes, but as for me, I remember the story just a bit differently. I had sent word to Jesus that the one whom he loved was dying with not a doubt in my mind that he would come and save his friend. But day turned into night, and his life slipped away one ragged breath at a time. The one who had healed complete strangers left his friends to face their greatest heartbreak all alone. We all know how the story ends. My brother came back to life because Jesus told him to. And as surely as I stand here, it it exposed my flawed faith. I thought he had abandoned us. I thought he should have been there and he was nowhere to be found. His love didn't always feel like love. Those four long days my brother stayed in the tomb seemed like an eternity. And we had no hope for a different ending. How could we? A short while later, we saw him on the cross, struggling through the worst kind of abandonment. God, it seemed, was abandoned by his father, and nearly everyone else, too. You see, when my brother died, Jesus let us wait a little while, because he wanted us to know that no matter how bad things get, there's always hope for a different ending. Please stand and sing with us. Shall we? 
been caught outright and dragged straight into the open daylight. Bystanders gawking, the village women absorbing every morsel of gossip. Common decency dictated that the shame of the moment was enough, but the law demanded something more, my life. Of course, there was a long audience of followers, and don't think I didn't recognize a couple of them. Their words condemned, but they didn't dare look me in the eye. I did everything to try to cover my shame, but I couldn't hide from the onlookers or from this, this holy man whose feet they threw me to. I was finished. I looked at the ground when he said, that whoever was sinless, they should go first. They should throw the first stone. I squeezed my eyes shut and grasped at the gravel, waiting for my life to unfold. Nothing, though. Then footsteps and more except they were walking away. I looked up. Is there no one left to condemn you, he asked. No. I don't either, he said. Go and sin no more. Accusers. That's how he ended up on a cross. And as he hung there dying, he didn't say, I am finished. He said, it is finished. That's a different thing. It means something has been accomplished, restored. He restored my hope and my self-respect and dignity I didn't even know I had any left. On a day when I thought I was finished, the only man there holy enough to demand justice handed me mercy.
to Telestai. Immediately, before breathing his last breath, Jesus loudly cried out with one final word on the cross, to Telestai. One word with a critical meaning. It is finished. It is completed. Brought to an end. Accomplished with finality. After Satan had shamed, beaten, mocked, tortured, and crucified the Son of God, exhausted, giving up, surrendering to death and the enemy, Jesus didn't just whisper out a meager resolution, I'm finished. Oh no, he declared for all eternity, it is finished. The law was made perfect. Jesus had obeyed his Father's will. It is finished. God's righteous wrath had collided with God's perfect grace and love. Justice had been satisfied. Reconciliation between flawed humanity and a holy God was made possible. It is finished. The Son allowed people to see a glimpse of the Father. He brought light to the nations. It is finished. The messianic prophecies had been fulfilled. The veil was torn. The Old Testament sacrificial system was now obsolete. Jesus Christ became the blameless sacrifice for every sin. Once and for all, the debt was paid in full. Now and for always. It is finished. There is nothing more for you or me to add. Your good works are insufficient to appease a holy God. Turning over a new leaf will get you nothing eternal. Your striving for perfection will never be good enough to improve on what Jesus has already done. It is finished. Your poverty, nor your prosperity, will earn you reconciliation with God. You cannot give enough, acquire enough, or deprive yourself enough to profit God's favor. And you will never be able to attend enough religious gatherings to add anything to his completed work on the cross. Your performance, your talent, your intellect are all deficient for salvation. It is finished. An extra special word or understanding is not required. You don't need a new revelation from a preacher, a prophet, a teacher, a book, a blog, friend, or even yourself. It is finished. Anything you try to add to his completed work in order to be made right with God is impotent. Perhaps even insulting. And actually heretical. It is finished. So what does one do when the work of salvation is complete? Believe and repent. Rest. Worship and give thanks. Rejoice and share. Believe that Jesus is Lord and has fully paid the debt of salvation. Repent from your own belief in your own self-sufficiency and follow Jesus exclusively. It is finished. Rest. Quit striving for God's love. Acceptance. And forgiveness. The work is done. Accepted. Rest in it. And live every day in the gospel. Worship and give thanks. Give him the glory he is due. Express gratitude for his mercy and grace. It is finished. Rejoice and share. Doesn't everyone need to know about this freedom? Praise Jesus. It is finished.